podcast. Today, I am honored to be joined by Tony Capicelli. How are you doing today, Tony? Good, Zach. Thanks for having me. No problem. So tell me a bit about yourself and uh, what you do. So I am the uh, rookie ball manager for the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, for our team here in the Arizona League. I've been with the Dodgers here since um, August of 2017. I finished up at the University of New Mexico that year uh, and came over to the Dodgers that summer and been here since then. I was going to manage last year in the Pioneer League out in Ogden, Utah, before the COVID uh, pandemic hit. Um, So, yeah, pretty excited to have an opportunity to manage again this year, uh, given the fact that I wasn't able to last year. I mean, it's always good to be the uh, top guy on the bench. So uh, good to hear. Um, so how do you balance your life, you know, at the diamond, but also your personal life in general? So I think that's kind of um, it's kind of something people struggle with. I think, you know, everybody puts so much into their professional career, you know, wanting to uh, whether it's advance in baseball and um, they they I think in baseball, you have this like idea that you have to really like engulf yourself in baseball and the culture of baseball and, you know, everything that is surrounded by um, or encompassing baseball. And so to me, like you have to have another side of your life. You have to have some way to get away from it. Um, And I think that's where a lot of people really struggle is that they don't have any other side of their life that they're not you know, putting in maybe not equal effort to, um, but definitely a, a portion of their effort or their focus into, um, you know, another aspect of their life. So for me, I have my own podcast, um, you know, so it's doing research for my podcast. Um, that kind of stuff has definitely helped me out, you know, to, to create a little bit of balance in my life and then just trying to get my work done as much as I can while I'm at work so that when I'm home, I can be home. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be a coach while I'm at home. Uh, you know, if there's a need for somebody that needs to reach out to me or talk to me about something, I want to be a resource for them, uh, or be somebody that they can talk to at that time. But for the most part, like when I get home from work, like I want to be, I want to be a husband. I want to play with my dog. I want to be able to do my own stuff in terms of my podcast or other things that are interesting to me, um, while still being a, you know, resource for people when they need me, but but when it's, when it's time to be home, I think it's time to be home. Yeah, for sure. I, I think we all need that uh, time to ourselves when you're so invested in something for such a long time, for so many hours, it, it maybe like, you know, hits you here and there and you just, you need to get away from it. So uh, obviously that makes sense. Uh, um, that's good to hear. Take time for yourself. Yeah. Uh, when you were in player development, like, did you ever implement any mental skills or like with the players or work with them like that? So we have like here with the Dodgers, we've got, um, we've got a mental skills department and they do a lot of stuff with the players kind of on their own time. Um, they'll get things scheduled with guys to make sure that they're running through some stuff in terms of, um, doing mental skills, whether it's preparation or just conversations that I think guys have not really been open to, um, in the past. So it's really good. It's a really valuable tool for our guys. I think I've probably done more as a coach, like on a mental skills, um, I guess area before I I worked here with the Dodgers. Um, but we don't really like implement things specifically that are geared towards mental skills. However, I do think that like mental skills are a part of the everyday, you know, aspect of being a coach and dealing with players. Um, you know, because you're constantly, especially at this level, you're dealing with 
failure. You're dealing with, um, you know, guys that are competing at a higher level for the first time. And so I think for the most part, if you don't try to implement some sort of mental skills, regardless of if it's like in, an, in an official mental skills capacity, um, you're still constantly working on a mental skill of, you know, being able to handle failure or being able to handle success. Um, so I think those, those mental skills aspects come into play and, and kind of a less official, you know, like today we're going to work on mental skills for this portion of practice. Um, I think it's more of an ongoing thing that happens just a little bit more organically. Um, you know, I, 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 for me, myself, I think mental skills is like a huge part about it. And the, the follow-up to that question was, and you kind of, you know, touched on a bit and answered it, um, as a coach, how do you make sure that like your players are maybe in the right headspace going into a game? I don't, I, I really don't. I, that's not up to me. That's up to them. Um, if they're not, you know, they're not going to perform and it's at this level, it's their job. Um, if they're not in the right headspace and they don't perform for whatever the reason is, uh, they're the ones that are going to have to reap the, um, I guess the consequences of not being mentally prepared or mentally ready to go out and play. And I know that sounds a little bit kind of harsh or, you know, unfair or what have you, but, you know, my job is to make sure that we go out every day and we prepare them to go play. Um, if they're not in the right headspace, you know, that's something that they have to learn to deal with. There's obviously things like externally that off the field they have to deal with, or they're dealing with, you know, success or failure or, um, you know, social media or agents or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, you've got, you've got guys that are married, you've got guys with kids, you've got guys that are dealing with all sorts of different things. So the idea that, you know, when they're at the field, they are at the field and that's the only thing they're focusing on. Uh, when they've got to go home and they're dealing with a wife and two kids uh, and a mortgage and a dog and a car payment and, you know, these other things, um, they might be distracted and they might not give their full attention when they're there because they do have other things. We've got kids from other countries and the, the things that are going on in their countries are not very smooth right now and they're not going very peacefully and they're concerned about their families. They're concerned about the uh, well-being of their loved ones. So like you, you are dealing with things with um, outside of baseball. Um, and so the, the, the biggest aspect that I can bring to them as a coach, as a manager is have that conversation and ask them how they are, ask them how their family's doing, ask them how things are at home and um, allow them to talk about it, give them the freedom and the, you know, the room to be able to speak about, you know, how things might be going at home, whether they're here or abroad um, and be able to have conversations with guys and let them vent a little bit if they need to. Um, but really like I'm, we're not gonna, we're not gonna take 10 minutes before practice and lay everybody down and have them breathe. Uh, you know, that's, that's their time to get prepared and each guy prepares differently. Um, but there's just, you're dealing with guys at, uh, at this level that are dealing with a lot of different things away from here. So it's, it's very difficult to try to get them all on the same page. It's more or less like when you're here, focus the most that you can, um, and do your job the best to your ability. And also, uh, make sure you're going out and getting your preparation in, um, the best that you can so that you're ready to play that night. And while we're in practice in a practice setting, you know, you're giving full effort in the practice and that you're present and, you know, we're going to accept the results as they come. Um, but how you prepare yourself, I think it ultimately is up to the individual. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, you know, you don't want to mess up how, uh, different players, you know, get ready for a game. I, I know for me, like I never played like, you know, any high level sports, but when I was getting ready, I would feel I'd have to do certain things and uh, do them my way. And if anybody kind of messed with a 
kind of, you know, go out of it. Yeah, I, I easily understand that. Um, so what are some things that you think separate a minor league player from a major league player? You know, the easy answer is talent. The, um, you know, the, the guys that, the, the guys that come down from the big leagues when they're rehabbing with us, um, they're, they're, the way they play the game is just different. They go about their business a little bit differently. They know that, you know, getting themselves prepared, whether it's mentally or physically to go play that day is not just about checking a box and going out and playing. I mean, it's just a part of their, either their routine that they have to accomplish each day, or they just know that's something they have to do to be successful. So I think that for most of those guys um, that are in the minor leagues, working their way up, um, you know, it's creating good habits for them and letting them understand that guys that are in the big leagues that are, you know, ultra talented, um, they are very good, but at the same time, like they know how to prepare themselves to play. They know how to handle failure. Uh, they know how to, you know, self-analyze, which I think is a big difference. And, and again, like younger guys, regardless, I think it doesn't matter what sport. I don't think it really matters what they're doing. Um, I think younger guys have a difficult time of really being honest with themselves about what their, you know, strengths are, what their shortcomings are. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Um, but I think, I think once you've gotten to the point that you're in the big leagues, you're a little bit more, uh, open to understanding that like, this is my weakness. This is what I have to address and practice and continue to improve on. Um, whereas some younger guys, I think have a little bit more difficult time with that, whether it's a defensive mechanism, because they don't want to admit that they have shortcomings, um, or it's just because they don't understand how valuable it is to be able to, uh, look at what they do and recognize that they have areas that they need to improve on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, as you mentioned, talent's a big one before, but on the other side of just being able to deal with failure, um, mm -hmm. know when, uh, it's time to maybe, you know, step it up a bit or get to that extra level really does uh, separate that player from someone who's just starting up. So definitely understand mm -hmm. you there. Um, so going back to like the mental side of um, baseball for a second, how important do you think the mental um, aspect is? It's, it's huge. It's very, it's huge. It's massive it, because you're, you're going, you're, you're doing it six or seven days a week. And um, you know, when you're in high school or college and you play two or three games a week versus being in professional baseball and you're playing six or seven days a week, um, that O for three can turn into an O for six and can turn into an O for 20 really quickly. Um, it's easy for guys to handle an O for three, knowing that, um, they've got two days of practice to go out and work on some things to feel a little bit better. And then they're going to be able to go out and perform and hopefully, you know, change their, um, their luck or their results based off two days of practice. When you go for three and punch out twice, you know, and then you come out the next day and you've got to do it again. And um, you're facing a guy on the mound that's a, you know, high draft pick or is a big prospect and he strikes you out twice. And all of a sudden you're sitting on an over two going, man, I'm, I'm over my last five and I've struck out four times. Like that, that part's really difficult. That's where I think the mental part comes in. Um, the, you know, the daily grind of playing professional baseball is really difficult. Um, you don't have you know, a lot of days off to go out and try and get your mind right. Or a lot of times to, you know, physically kind of step back and let yourself have a day off. I mean, you're doing it every single day and it's not just like, it's not just the game. If you're playing at seven o'clock, you're not showing up at five 30 to prepare and go like you're there at noon. Um, you know, looking at scouting reports, going through practice, getting your, um, your preparation done to physically be able to go out and compete. So, um, 
the, the mental side is hugely important just because of the, you know, the day-to-day daily grind of it. And then the fact that you just don't have a lot of times, a lot of time available to like reset your mind, uh, to get into a better place mentally. Yeah, for sure. And I, you mentioned as you get higher, um, the games start to pile on, like you're, you're having probably three or four games back to back to back to back. And the strain is, can be like horrendous injury or, you know, it could be like something mentally. How do you think as like, even as a coach or a player, like how would you deal with that? Like having to do that, you know, consistently and bring your best game every day. I think you have to create a routine that's not based around superstition. Um, You know, whether that's, getting at the field at a certain time, you know, accomplishing certain tasks. Uh, it might be getting your, your preparation done in the weight room, uh, in the training room, whatever it might be. Um, you know, for coaches, like we get, we get into a routine as well of getting there, get a workout in, get the lineup ready, you know, get the workout for the practice that day ready. Um, you know, figure out if there are some things you need to have conversations with individuals about, uh, be able to sit down with guys individually and have conversations with them. But I think having a routine and accomplishing that routine becomes a really big deal. And that's not to say that, you know, like I had a good game today and I eat Chick-fil-A earlier. So tomorrow I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A also. Um, that just becomes a superstition and you rattle yourself when you don't have Chick-fil-A or, you know, you got to play on Sunday and Chick-fil-A is closed. Like, what are you going to do? It's not okay to suck that day because you didn't have your, you know, chicken sandwich. Um, so it really does become about you have a routine, commit to the routine, you know, make sure that it works. It's something for you individually that allows you to prepare yourself. It allows yourself to analyze your opponents. Um, and then when it's your time to go play, then, you know, you go out and you compete as hard as you can to the best of your ability. Um, that is the hardest part I think with, especially like college baseball is, you know, you don't always let players get into routines that they need to. Like they might have their routine or try to have a one or, or get into one. Um, and then it gets interrupted by a coach that says, all right, we're going to have a meeting. Like, okay, but yeah, I didn't know we were going to have a meeting. And so I would have got here half an hour earlier to start, you know, getting my routine done. But now we have to have a meeting because you have to get things off your chest or, you know, things that you feel are important. You need to talk to us about, uh, but it's interrupting my routine as the player, as the guy that's going out and playing that day. So um, I do think that having a routine is really important for the, for the day-to-day grind. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, you get, you get into a, a certain type of mood or like way that you're going to do things and one small aspect can just mess it all up. So that makes total sense. Yeah. For the viewers listening, I know I would like to know, but what is it like to work for an organization like the Dodgers in the minor leagues? The people that we have around us, um, what the Dodgers do a really good job of, and I think any successful organization is going to say this, Uh, but they're surrounded by good people. Like that's the first and foremost thing that we have. Like we have, uh, we have really, really good people. We have really good coaches, but we also have better people. Um, So our coaches are really good at what they do. Uh, Our support staff, people in the office, the people that help us out on the day-to-day basis that, you know, make our jobs on the field easier to accomplish. Um, We have the best. Those people that we have are, better than, you know, what other people have just what it is. Um, we have a group of coordinators who communicate really well. Uh, they come up with a common theme or a common idea of, you know, how we want to go about our business. And, you know, we are as coaches able to clearly, uh, and concisely understand what they're trying to get us to do. Um, and we can go out and execute, you know, the things that we need to do. 
um, while also having a very healthy amount of freedom within our structure where we can go out and kind of put our uh, personal thoughts and emphasis on areas that we feel need to be emphasized. So uh, that's the thing. I, I think the people that we have are, are the biggest separator between us and our other organizations. Yeah, that's uh, awesome to hear. Like, you know, you always want to have a good support staff around you to make sure that everything's functioning well and um, everything's controlled, uh, mm -hmm. taken care of, right? The players are, the coaches are, all the staff is happy, right? Because you, you don't want to have a, 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 you know, bad morale um, around you. You want it to be, you know, really upbeat, really happy. So that, that's uh, good to hear that everything's taken care of. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you've had lots of... Um, great aspects to the side of baseball. I, I, for me, I'm more of a hockey guy, but you know, I, I played baseball growing up. So it was really uh, awesome to hear what you had to say and, you know, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That does it for episode two of Sportsology, the podcast. I will be putting the socials in the bio of the podcast again. So the listeners can check it all out. I appreciate all the support everyone gives me. And I thank you for that. So till next time, my name is Zach Staden. Have a great day.